So tonight, first of all, we're going to do a review on the movie Dune, the new one. But tonight we have a special guest. Tonight we have... Captain Keith. And we have... Joselito. And I'm Jay. What's going on, fellas? Hey, man, not much, man. Hey, it's good to be alive, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely uh, grateful for you guys for inviting me in on this uh, great uh, uh, chat. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, no problem, man. It's nice right to on. have you. Yeah. So, so it was funny story how we we met uh, Joselito. Uh, we met him <laughs> at uh, we've watched another movie, matter of fact, and and Captain Keith being the person that he is, I, I I'm a nice person, I guess, but I'm not that social. So, uh, <laughs> Captain Keith is definitely definitely the social one, and he saw this dude, and uh, we we start doing like a little small talk about the movie, and. Um, and he's into the same kind of stuff that we're, we're into as well. And we figured like with this movie, he knows a lot about it. He's passionate about it. And we thought it'd be a good asset to have for, for this conversation. And uh, we even ended up all three of us going to the movies together to experience it together, which was which was really cool. Alito, um, uh, please tell us a little bit of something about yourself as far as like, what, what kind of stuff are you into as far as like IP? Yeah, uh, for me, I, I'm I'm a big I definitely am a big um, Star Wars fan. Um, well, big in terms of like the original, uh, with you know with the original cast, uh, the Episode Four, starting from Episode Four. Um, I will say that um, I, I I I'm giving I gave the 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 recent trilogy the ending trilogy of star wars a, a chance i mean i wasn't too harsh on it um but you know i have my opinions on it it wasn't my favorite but i'm, I'm still a star wars fan i'm, I'm I, I love the star wars world and i also am a big star trek fan as well um i love the comic book movies uh, marvel uh, but i'm actually more of a dc fan so um you know mm. I'm, I'm pretty much a big big fan of a lot of the um you know a lot of the recent uh, superhero and also the recent sci-fi um, movies, and also looking forward to um, what's going to hopefully what happens with uh, uh, Dune, the, the new Dune series. Right on, right on. And Ozilito, um, he's also a writer, and he's also um, um, starting a future podcast. So we're going to be looking out for that when that comes out uh, for sure. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Most um, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm actually. I mean, I was thinking about it, but I wanted. It was very fortunate. I mean, just totally random luck that I was able to uh, meet you guys, and we just got to talking and talking about what we liked and what we didn't like about the movie that we first saw, and also with Dune. And then when I found out you you guys have a podcast, I, it got me even more excited because that's something that I definitely wanted to do. So I'm glad that uh, you guys let me, you know, kind of sit in on this and, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Right on, man. It's great to have you. It's great to have you. All right. So we'll start with, uh, so we're talking about the, the new movie, Dune, and um, it's directed by Denis Villeneuve. Excellent 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 director i love it i love all his his movies he also is one of the writers on the movie as well and then also it stars uh timothy chalamet 
and yeah. then Rebecca Ferguson, and you got yeah. Zendaya, and you got Dave Batista, and you got it's it's Jason this Momoa movie is a oh, who's man. a who's who <laughs> of actors. And so, a slight synopsis for the film is. This is like a feature adaption of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel. It's about a son of a noble family, and he's entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and the most vital element in the galaxy. And so some people might be familiar with the original movie um, done by David Lynch. Some might be uh, uh, familiar with a limited series that they had, um, also the original book and things like that. Uh, but this is a brand new vision by a new director who has love for the lore. And so this is his interpretation of it. I will say I really enjoyed it. Uh, I seen the David Lynch film years ago and then for some reason I didn't really take to it. And, and also I didn't remember a lot of it. So for me watching this new movie, it was like a brand new experience. I will say that I was not lost, even though I wasn't familiar with the, um, with the lore or the or the people and things like that. I thought it was easy to follow. I thought it was directed brilliantly. Um, I love the soundtrack, it was good. The score was cool. Um, the actors were cool. It, it was felt very full. I think sometimes it's hard to do that with, uh, with a new property that people aren't familiar with. It's so hard to get an understanding of the people and, and who they are and their placement and things like that. But I had no problem with that at all. It kept me interested. I think that it, to me, it's almost similar to how Lord of the Rings was as far as the pacing. But I think the story is so interesting that you don't really miss anything. And by the time it gets to a certain point, the action kicks in. And so it's just like a cool journey for me. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to what happens next with it. With Denis Villeneuve, or, or Villeneuve, uh, my first exposure to him was Arrivals. Didn't care for that movie at all. Uh, I, I liked the cinematography. I didn't like the the, um, the story at all. So I wasn't really that impressed with him until I saw Blade Runner 2049. Um, I really enjoyed that film immensely. I like it better than the original. Still don't know why people love the original so much. I, I, I don't get it. But the second one, the, what he did was 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 breathtaking. Um, I didn't care how, it was the pacing, all of it, it was perfect. And so when the news came out that he was gonna be doing, uh, remaking Dune, you know, you know, 30 something years after, you know, David Lynch, I'm like, okay, well, when I saw what he did with Blade Runner 2049 and that and the visuals of it and the cinematography, I'm like, okay, well, he'll make it look very nice. So I was excited about his version of it. Um, in regards to what I saw, uh, the cinematography was nice. It, it was, uh, the direction was was cool for the most part, but I had a few problems with it. Um, I had a few problems. Um, I'm split on the film. I'm split on it. I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very divided on it. I never thought I would be divided on a Dune film, and I am. In regards to the original movie that David Lynch did and the miniseries that the Sci-Fi Channel did, I have definitely, uh, there was no division whatsoever on my feelings. This film literally split me down the middle, and I'm, and I'm just sad about it. So, <laughs> would, you, would you recommend it? 
Uh, no. Okay. 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 <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, I can't give it praise, but you know, I will watch the sequel, and maybe the sequel, maybe part two of this of this of Doom will be better. But yeah, I'm. The stuff that I don't like really just kind of, yeah, it, it's, it's not sitting well with me. So yeah, I, in, in good conscience, I, I can't recommend it. Okay. And so, Joselito, what did you feel about the movie? Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of the director, Villeneuve. I know that, um, of course, he did, um, as uh, Keith mentioned, he mentions uh, Arrival. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arrival also wasn't my favorite movie, but... Um, I respect, um, I, I view this director in the same way that I respect um, and view like Nolan, Christopher Nolan or Ridley Scott, where when you watch the, their movies, you know that you're going to be plunged into uh, their their world because they right. definitely, these are directors where whether or not you like the movies, their movies that they release, you know you're going to get an experience whether you like it or not. They definitely, right. they're, they're great craftsman in terms of building worlds and that's no different and 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 i'll mention that one of my favorite um villain movies is uh, sicario i love that movie it's just like it's just so awesome anyways but on this in, in dune i i will say this um i i will uh give i i'm kind of giving it kind of a, like an apples and oranges type of comparison with the David Lynch movie because the way I look at it I would recommend this movie if you never read the books meaning if you just wanted to watch this movie to have an experience you would enjoy it but if you read the books and if you're really well versed in it like you know I don't know you know like they call them Trekkie fans for Star Trek and for the Star I don't know the term for the fanatic Star Wars people I don't know for Dune if there's going to be a name for the fanatic Dune people fans Dunites or Dunies I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what you're going to call them Dunites I like it yeah, <laughs> yeah Dunites but uh, I'll, I'll consider myself a Dunie myself but uh, yeah. but I think for those people I don't necessarily dislike it and I would still recommend it either way but I would recommend it with a cautionary to say that it's not going to be what you expect it to be but it's still I, I still enjoy the movie I would still recommend it okay all right that's interesting okay um and for the record I did really like his movie Arrival I really did I liked Mario. <laughs> I loved I love Prisoners I, you know, um, I love Enemy, um, but yeah, but okay. Sicario was dope. I didn't know that was his film. I, I didn't enjoy that. I did. That was yeah. that was a great, great film. Yeah. So. I, I I forgot he did Enemy too. Enemy yeah. was a great film. I, that yeah. was such a good movie. And I so forgot was, he did that. I don't know if you've seen it, but check out Prisoners as well. That's I got to see that. Hugh Jackman uh, and yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I haven't it's, seen that. I got to watch. That. I don't think I have yeah. either. Yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. Okay. All right. So that is our recommendation um, portion. So Captain Keith would not recommend it. I would recommend it. And Joselito, he would recommend it too, but with caution. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, so let's get into our, our spoiler uh, part. And I think that you guys are going to have a lot more to say about this part <laughs> than me. And that's and that's fine. And that's fine. Uh, who would like to start? Uh, Keith, I'll, leave. I'll okay. let you Man, start. For, for first, uh, uh, let me say to, 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 to you, Jay, and you, Jose Lito, and all the people of the known universe, it, 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 this breaks my heart. I mean, this is my favorite story of all time. This is my favorite book. So I've been waiting 20 plus years for this remake. So, you know, I, I take no pleasure in, in not recommending this film at all. I'm really bummed out about it. But uh, let me start from the beginning. Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica. First of all, she's a great actress. I've enjoyed her in The White Queen and Mission Impossible and Doctor Sleep, the sequel to uh, The Shining. She's a great actress, but as Lady Jessica, uh, when we see her uh, on Caladan, it's like she looks like a battered, beaten up wife. <laughs> she doesn't look like this beautiful, majestic, Bene Gesserit woman, you know, who is the concubine of Duke Lido Atreides. There, I mean, when you read about her in the book, and even if you see David Lynch's version with Francesca Annis, She's this beautiful, breathtaking woman that, that captivates you. You know why, you know, she's the Duchess of Caledon. You know why she's the Duke's concubine. You know why she's Paul's mother. But when I'm watching this film, I, di I didn't feel that way. She didn't start to really blossom and grow until they got to the desert, ironically. So I, I, I thought that was really weird and interesting how they kind of downplayed her looks on purpose. And I, I'm looking at her and I'm like, is this Lady Jessica? because she didn't feel like, like it to me. So that was the first thing. Um, then the fact that, you know, we see uh, Duke Leto's Mentats through for Hawat, and we see Baron Harkonnen's Mentat, Pied of Rise, but there's no explanation about who they are. These men have human computers. I mean, I mean, they're, 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 they're human computers. That's how their, their, their brains are trained. But I, I got that from, I didn't even know that's what, what they were, but I got that from watching it. I didn't get that from watching well, it. Well, one, yeah. one of the things that I think that the, if, if uh, uh, Jason, I'm glad you picked that up, but um, one of the things that the book um, talks about, and this is the whole back, a little bit of background about the book is in that, in that world, in that universe of Dune, the history is that humans had a previous war against thinking machines, right? So the whole premise up to this, the current history now with, with that movie, uh, with Dune, with the story Dune, is that humans have gotten to the state where they don't want to rely on machines. So you have this, where you have mentats, where they're supposed to be like the ultimate, like meaning like in terms of evolution, they're supposed to be like near the top in terms of intelligence and being able to analyze stuff similar to a computer because they're not basically without the use being reliant on a computer or ma machines. This is supposed to be humanity at the highest evolved level in terms of like with the Mentats, Dr. Yui and, and, and like the Benedict basically that so that's the whole just a little bit of sprinkling background about what why the importance with the exactly what keith was saying where they, the movie really doesn't talk about the importance of who the mentats are i mean it they it's just they just seem like regular guys the way they make it like 
went too far, you know, went too far, like, gives his resignation. That's a big deal. That's actually yes. a really big deal because yes. it's like I'm trying to compare it to something where in 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 our in our current thing where it's like it's like a like a top FBI agent like or like a kind of like a James Bond like the, the top the best of the best mm-hmm. like messes up royally and it's like that never happens that that literally shouldn't happen so you know that anyways not to ramble on but that's a, that's a big deal and the people who don't haven't read the book might not realize that that because the movie doesn't really talk about and in um Peter DeVries he barely has does anything and he's yeah, actually right. a vital yeah he's actually a vital part of the all the machinations of 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 uh, the, the plan the, Har- the Harkonnen the yeah. the movie makes it seem like it's all barons but actually Peter is a big part of that plan The, right. the master plan, exactly. Well, and, and, but, well, but, but, well and, and let me preface: it's not even about. And, and thank you for that, Jose Lito. It, you know, I, I don't expect the viewers and, and the director to go deep into that. But the fact that you didn't even mention their names—I mean, you didn't address them being a mentat and a human computer. I mean, that would have been enough just to say that. So they're not. Who's the guy with the funny-looking lips? But, but, I, but like I yeah. said, me watching it and not knowing, I knew that they were like human computers. When he asked them, about how much do you think it cost for them to just to come down here?" And his eyes rolls up. Yeah, that's, and he's like, yeah. I mean, he's like, blah 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 blah, sir. Yeah, well, and that's cool. But you need a name with that. That's cool because otherwise, you just think he's an android. Android. I thought no, I didn't think he was an android either. Like I said, and that's me. But that was my point. I caught a lot of stuff. For me not to even know the world, I thought it was kind of interesting how I kind of okay. could tell what place everybody kind of had and th- their placement in it without it being, and, th- and that was kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting, but, but, but well, okay. to know well, there's I... more to it, then yeah, of, of course, um, if you know there's more to it, you would feel slighted by it. But I, like I said, to me, I caught that because I, I, when we were talking about well, it before, okay. I, I mentioned well, well, that maybe was it really succeeded. Cool. Well, maybe it succeeded in that in that regard. I, for me, I didn't feel like it because, like, like, and like Jose Lito said, you know, with Piter, I mean, you you don't even know that Piter does the same thing for the Baron that Thufer does for Duke Lito. You don't and, you don't see that. And I, mean, I knew I mean, that, and I huh? knew that too. And I knew that he was the strategist for the other guys too. And like I said, and okay. and the only reason why I figured they were the same race or culture is because you know they were both pale and then he had like the little um black line on their lip from the sapo juice yeah so i so i oh okay so i knew that they were the both the you know strategic and calculated folks just because of their behavior just like i knew who were kind of like the servants just like they like i knew who the warriors were like to me it was separated out now did i know their names and the backstories no but i did know their placement and they didn't have somebody looking like them as a servant i noticed that I know they wasn't warriors. Okay, well, uh, okay, okay. Well, so let me let me continue. <laughs> that, that that was just so so. I mean, that was the issue um, when Paul has to get the you know goes through the gum job the the gum job art test with Reverend Helen Gaius Mohim, uh, the, the you know the the the, the Bene Gesserit woman who comes to Calden to test Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't care for that scene at all. It, that scene was done better in David Lynch's film. Uh, 
Mm. It was done so much better, much more visual. Um, there is uh, an internal dialogue going on during that scene that we didn't get. And this, you know, the, the way Denny did it, you know, he had Lady Jessica saying Paul's internal thoughts. So, you know, outside the door, I, I didn't care for that scene at all. Um, the only there was only one part that scene that I cared for towards the end, right before she told him to stop. The, the defiant look Paul gave her when he realized what was going on with her, and because she was stunned, because you know he you know towards the end of that scene I liked, but most of that scene I didn't care for. It was done better in, in, in Lynch's version to me. Um, so I mean that was the issue, you know, with that that, that I had. Another issue is the the color bending of, of, of certain characters. You know, people of color all died in this film. <laughs> and, you know, from the, the, so the person who played Leah Kynes, the, you know, the, 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 the dark skinned black woman with the dreads and the, okay. In the book, that's a man. And so, I don't even know why they even did that. Um, and the way she, you know, are, are we, are we in the spoiler part of this now, right? Yeah, we and we're just kind of, yeah, oh. we're just kind of giving information that's kind of going up until the point of, so just kind of right, right. So, careful with the information because right, people so, may not want to compare it. Right, so, in, book, so in, in the book, Leah Kynes does die. I can't remember if he got tortured or if he died this, this, that same way in the desert, getting stabbed in the back. He got, he got, he got captured and and by tortured, the Harkon, right? Harkon, yeah. yeah, and then he was yeah. released. So he he was released. That. Yeah. He changed that whole scene. And I'm like, first of all, okay, you color bend and and gender bend this character, which was unnecessary to be so called progressive and so called liberal. And I don't want to see any black woman get stabbed in the back in the desert. Okay, <laughs> that's the issue I had. So um, I, I didn't care for that. I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, you could have well, used it. Hmm? Uh, sorry, Keith, on that, um, I, I'm going to agree with you in the sense that I think what what this what this version didn't tackle and, and the reason why the original um, actually, I think, worked better having it as a, um, a white male as Liet is because the whole thing about Liet is he's basically an outsider that the Fremen accepted, right? They accepted them as one of their own, which is like in, in that world, if the Fremen accept you as their own, that's a big deal. It's He wasn't seen as like an outsider anymore. And that's easier to do where if you have like clearly a white guy, Verse, uh, and, and he's surrounded by a bunch of people that are not white <laughs> so you can see that you can clearly see that okay this guy it has gone native and he's been accepted and I think when when this movie I have no problems with Liet being um, a, a black woman I have no problems at all but my understanding was Liet was supposed to be an outsider and because they had in, in this version they had uh, the, the um, Fremen they were like black Fremen so there wasn't really a homogenous group of Fremen so you couldn't say like when you saw Liet you couldn't tell if Liet was a native Fremen 
because they were black Fremen. Not that you can't, but the but the point of that of Liet's character was that Liet was supposed to be an outsider that was accepted by the Fremen, and that's one of the first things. Whether or not it's right, that's one of the first things that as human beings. Whether or not people want to say about color or not color, I'm colorblind. Subconsciously, we there's a part of us that does, that does look at color, looks at color, and right. then and then if we see like a homogenous group, like if you know, like if I go to Japan or China, for example, maybe I'll be accepted because the, I might look like might look like them. But if an, a person that doesn't look, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah, that's. Yeah. What the character yeah. Liet was yeah. supposed to be. So again, yes. I have no problem with Liet's ethnicity at all. But I think they—that's the one one of the things that they that the director missed the point of that character. What totally. the character was supposed to be. It, it, it backfired. But, well, and, and let me finish it, though. So, real quick. Uh, so wasn't Duncan Idaho kind of like that character that was trying to join with them? That he was kind of infiltrating. Wasn't he like that? Kind or of. No? Because he kind of played that I, I role, mean, right? Kinda, I, I mean, but I mean, I mean, he was an outsider. The book, if was... you if you read the book, you think that Duncan Idaho is probably a white guy. Um, Jason Momoa did a great job, but once again, all the people of color in this movie, with exception of the one, the person who uh, who announced for the emperor the ceremony, everybody else got killed. And, I, and I'm like, don't put people on color in this, in, you know, in this story to be inclusive on purpose just to kill them off. You know, because now you're wasting my time. You know, you, you could have just left it alone the way it was, and I would have and I would have enjoyed it. And I never thought I'd be having this conversation about this with Dune. I never thought I'd be having this conversation, and it angers me that I have to have this conversation. I have but to did, explain it to people. But didn't so, the characters oh, die anyway, though? The, the, the right, but, but, anyway. but, but you're missing my point, Jason. My point is keep them the way they were supposed to be. Then, yeah, because in the in the Lynch movie. Um, Yui is is, is, yeah. is white, so yeah. he actually and and and, and let, Keith is right. If when I I realized yes, all of the non-white people died in this movie. Yeah. I think the only one is I, I I guess Stilgar is the only one so far, obviously. But right, everybody else like everybody else of color died in this movie. Oh, so, so now, but but wait, there's more. So now so here's the real rub. The first person Paul Atreides kills is a black man, Jameis. They made Jameis a black man? Really? This is how we're going to end the movie? This is what you're going to do? And I'm supposed to be happy with that? Seriously? You made the Freeman multiracial, which was a mistake. Now, if you made them, now if you made them all black or all Hispanic or what all all anything indigenous, then this consistency, then I don't have a problem. But you, you, he went out of his way yeah, to make does, the Fremen multiracial, it, and, and then it does look like when he kills uh, Jarvis that wait James a minute, or something. James, yeah, yeah, yeah James, yeah. Wait a minute, but he happens to be a black guy. Like I just realized that it does look, and because and, and if because when you watch the movie, Paul is obviously the main character hero, yes. right? Mm -hmm. yes. So, but then now I realize, wait a minute. From that perspective, it does it does kind of it could shift people, audience members, loyalties because like they're come like you know like because in the original that uh, James guy is kind of like a a, a jerk and I yes. mean he's, yeah he's but he's not black he looks yeah. like all the other Fremen 
Yes. <laughs> so it, yeah. So, but it does look like he's being singled out, like a black guy is being single guy, singled yes. out when you do that. So it was like, a it was a one two three punch, and and and, and my thing is. Because you've done that, now you're changing this narrative for me into like a white savior cop, a white savior messiah story. And Dune wasn't. When I read the Dune books, that's not how I felt. And I, and I don't feel that way about the books at all, or Lynch's movie, or even the awful miniseries. Decide. Well, the miniseries wasn't awful; it just looked awful. But, <laughs> but I didn't feel that way about that. But with this. You now you're now you're heading in that direction, and, and I don't think that's his intent. But because racism can be so embedded in European culture and white American culture, this is problematic for me. I, I think a lot of that stuff is due with timing and stuff. The thing about it is, it's, it's almost it's almost kind of a it's kind of a sticky thing in the first place. It's almost kind of like when I look back on different movies and I think, man, there was no inclusion. But then when they remake it, then it's like, I can't hurt the characters now because they included different races in there. So it's, it's almost a, it's well, almost no, no, a, it's but, almost but it's, a mixed but it's not, bag. Jason, but it's not. And let me tell you why it's not. Okay. Because tell me why. You know, because you, you know, they know damn well, these characters are going to get killed. So when you, when you, when you race bend these characters, it's like, when you do it, when you do it the way it was done in Dune and in other stories, it shows me that you're lazy. Instead of creating characters of color, you just, oh, let's just flip these. You know, everybody can't be Iris West on Flash. And that worked. That worked, but that doesn't always work. When you color bend, especially if you color, color bending somebody who's black, Latin, or Asian, there's different connotations with each one. And you need to be cognizant of that. So that that's so, it's not that. It's it's like the whole thing about, oh, well, we'll put, put black people in the horror movies now, but now we'll kill them first. No. Okay, no, that's, so, that's not cute and funny. No. So what would happen when this sci-fi movie comes out? He, he releases the movie, came out, you know, this week, like everything, and it was like all white characters in there, all white actors in that movie. What would people be saying? I would have been, been fine with it. I wouldn't okay, have no so that's, that's, that's one. And then the other people, what would they, what, what would be the, because people... Like that's almost like the same thing would happen with um because movies nowadays, if they try to pull that, even though I don't have an issue with it, if they were all white, that's fine. I grew up watching movies like that, I'm fine with it. But movies get canceled for crap like that from not having no other folks well, in there. I, so I don't, don't like how they force it. I don't like how they I don't like how they force it, but then also, you know, if they don't have it, then you know it's gonna be issues. If you want to make the Atreides all black, okay. Now that's interesting. Yeah. Or if you or, or if you want to make the Fremen all Hispanic, that's interesting. All they all they did was half-ass it. And would they still yeah. would they still die though, or would they huh? would they live? And that's fine. They can still no, die. No, no, but no, make asking. it consistent. Okay. But make it consistent. But I, I, I if see, all yeah. the Fremen were black, if all the Fremen were black, I wouldn't have had an issue with that. I, I see what you're saying, Keith. Because when <laughs> you when you kind of sprinkle it with different. Especially if you're, we're talking about like a homogenous group, because that's what yeah. it is. The Fremen are supposed to be a homogenous group. I mean, yeah. literally, if you're a Fremen, you were born in that on that planet, um, and you grew up in that planet. It's not like the difference in Dune versus like in our reality is that you can easily travel from country to country, but you cannot just easily travel from planet to planet. So if you are a Fremen, you pretty much grew up there and most more than likely you're gonna look 
very similar to one another. Just like you know, white people look like each other, or so on and so forth. And and like Keith was saying, um, if the tradies were all black, that would that would be actually interesting. That would that I I never even thought of. I never even uh, until this movie. The odd thing about it is until this movie, I never even. Thought of color, like that was the last thing on my mind. But this movie, for some reason, now I'm like thinking about color, and it's and it's becoming, it almost became more politicized for me, and it yes. it, it kind of got in the way of a little bit of my enjoyment Loving of this movie. Out. Yeah, yeah, I'm really pissed. Yeah. Like, you, but you that took my change. sacred cow and fucked it up. But, <laughs> it, it, but, it, but it still it still doesn't change. Like I said, they put inclusion in movies, not necessarily because they want to. But because they know if they don't put it in a movie that's coming out today, it's going to be an issue. Do and it that, right and, or don't do it at that, all. And that can be good or bad. But I've known movies that got canceled just because they they were all white. Well, well, I mean, do it and right like I said, or I don't would, do I it at all. That's, I would, I've been very consistent hey, about that. As far as, cons- I mean, consistent as, or as not, still. Yeah, but still, you know. But but and, and the thing is, the thing about it is... Um, the, when you uh, Jason when you talk about those movies when they're all white mm-hmm. but I think from that perspective the the outcry for that is it's like in some of those movies it's they have white people trying to play other ethnicities that's in, definitely in a problem too like yeah, that Egypt one yeah that's exactly or like back in the day when they had uh, Ben Kingsley try you know be painted mm-hmm. as if he's an Indian person. He's not Indian, right? <laughs> right, right. So, right. Get uh, my ass Gandhi, anyway. Gandhi, right? <laughs> right. But I think the um, like what what Keith is saying about the um, changing the ethnicity. What they should they should have just. It's the same argument that I've heard about when they talk about like uh, like say making Superman black, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Instead of doing that. There are like other non-white characters, or just create a character. Yes. Don't use the one that historically has been a, a certain where people have gotten used to that uh, character being yeah. a certain ethnicity and yeah. change it. Just add a new character. You can. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. I mean, this movie was like uh, not totally. Um, the same as the book there were changes so that's some of the things you could have added a new character to this yeah. movie you could have totally you know like the thing with Paul you could have had if you you have Paul have like add a friend where they have like a like a maybe like one of the servants um, had a kid that grew up with Paul because you know the servant lived in within the palace with Paul and it's like a non-white non-white friend that could be a character you can add without having to compromise the characters that are already embedded in there for the sake of trying to do the inclusion but it looks like it's a forced inclusion versus like you're just you know what i'm if that makes sense no no, i totally understand and my like i said to, to me with the characters i never knew of them really before now so they were what they were um I'm fine with them being wherever they're supposed to be. Like I said, I would I'd be fine if they were all white. But I'm saying the reason probably why they changed everybody. So, because I'm one for like, like I said, I don't want a black Batman. I don't want a black Superman. Just make new characters or characters that are around and do something with them. So I, I'm not into forced tokenization of characters that I love. I don't even like when they changed up Superman. 
and yeah. I'm like, I just mean, make up, just make up a new character. But I mean, some people <laughs> like to change, yeah. right? I mean, so yeah, I hear you. I hear okay, you. so yeah, yeah, same, yeah, same stuff, same stuff. So trying to appease, you know, and I think we're going through that with a lot of different things, especially with like in comics and stuff like that. It's a lot of like all of a sudden gay characters that wasn't mentioned to be gay before, a lot of black characters that wasn't black before. You do a lot of changes and stuff. And it's just kind of like, do you think that we are so thirsty to, yeah, sir, I, good word, I mean, thirsty. Like, that's, that's almost insulting, but they, I, they, they exactly. it's a quick shorthand, but I think it's kind of not cool to do it like that. I think too, the reason why you do that is because in, is because like for example like let's say superman because superman is obviously one of the most popular superheroes obviously he's like everybody loves superman yeah so he's already superman is already entrenched in our mind in, in our history mm-hmm. as growing up as kids and we grew up and we love superman um and so it's easier to do uh, you know let's just make this beloved hero you know non-white versus just saying hey wait a minute we have Black Panther, we have Luke Cage, we have in DC. What is the guy that shoot, shoots lightning bolts? Uh, I can't Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Mister Terrific. Why, why can't we just Icon, like, dude? Hardware. We already have like great like yeah. black heroes. Why can't we like? I mean, obviously we did that. They did do that with uh, Black Panther. But there's like a lot, and people don't who don't follow comics, and they don't realize that like there are like a lot of non great non-white heroes that they could prom- promote they don't have to because i think they're trying to stick with what everybody knows and so it's easier for them they're to lazy. just change. yeah they're just and they're rather than, fasting, like I said yeah earlier. exactly half and it's insulting to everyone whether they know it well or well the ones who the ones who don't really follow comics i don't i think they like the changes so because they, they're they don't really well the follow. irony is have they gave us mr terrific have they gave us you know uh icon and hardware yeah. have they gave us the other people you might get some non-comic book fans to become comic book fans yeah a lot of people get turned off because they don't want to see superman and they yeah, worship Wonder Woman tomorrow yeah because yeah because mr <laughs> terrific mr terrific is actually a perfect example yeah. of somebody they should he's yeah. like smarter than batman yeah i mean people yeah. don't know that he's like Batman well, I, he got to be the third smartest man in the world. That, that, I, that bothered I me think, too. How come he can't be number one? But no, you're who, right. I who, Mr. Terrific? Well, he's yeah, Terrific Cow, but he's the third smartest I, man in the world. No, I thought okay. he was. I thought he was number one. I thought he was considered number one. Okay, I'm I got sure he's, he's number three or number two, but he ain't number one. Unless, I know. Unless I know he's new. up. I know he's up there to the top. Guys. It's like yeah. Batman, Lex Luthor, Mr. Terrific, and some uh, somebody else. I can't remember who else, but there's okay. some. There's some ones. Yeah, up there. I always, I can't I always like to see out of the Marvel and, and yeah. DC smart guys, which right. it, you pit them against each other, who would be yeah. like the know, smartest right? one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and Lex and Mr. Truffer, they can go back and forth. I'm okay with them alternating because yeah. they're both brilliant. <laughs> but, but what I think is really unfortunate is that these movies and this IP gets switched around for people who, you know, who's not even into the, the source material anyway. And so it's just kind of interesting how they're so lax and just do whatever they want to do. But it's kind of like, what made it popular in the first place? What about the ones who the day oneers who just kind of want their people to be how they were? And it's almost yeah. like you you 
you're you're watching and paying for familiar strangers. It's like it's, I grew, it's, I know this guy since a, since I was a little kid. How do I not recognize this hero it, that I've been watching all my life? It's, it's, not it's literally it's literally Jason. Like if I grew up and I knew you and we were like really great friends, like man, Jason is this awesome guy. And then one day, like you visit my house and you're like a white guy. Uh, well, where's Jason? Like, hey, it's, I'm still Jason, right? It's literally like that. And it, and if and from that perspective, then maybe people could realize if they if you told them from that perspective, maybe some people can realize how ridiculous it is when you right. do something like that, right. even if it's in a fictional context, like a story or con. Even if it's not real, but if you put it in that I context, I think people realize that just how, you know, how yeah. bizarre that would be. But it is crazy how they take the taste of one group of people and then offset it for another group of people. It's just funny, like I said, they, they think enough of the material enough to take it, but don't respect it enough to keep it, keep it in line. Yeah. No, they don't. It's crazy. They don't. It's, uh. it's very frustrating. This is Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening.